You are listening to Just Riding Along on Mountain Bike Radio. You sucker is lame. It is a shame. But that's why you listen to J.R.A. They teach you the way, and they can explain why. Brought to you by Maple Syrup. Hello, and welcome to J.R.A. number 10 of 2018. Tonight's episode is brought to you by a 30-minute show. That's right. We're aiming for 30 minutes. It's never 30 minutes. Prove us wrong. Um, Fire paste hand job. <laughs> I was I wasn't fast enough on the punch, but the it's going to be thirty minutes, and then there was going to be a that's what she said, or no, it's, it's never it's never thirty minutes, and then there was going to be a that's what she said, but I I was too slow. Sorry. Uh, well, uh, Jeff S said. from Alabama sent over fifty bucks, so thanks, Jeff. Um, yeah, Damn. it's pretty cool. I'll just say I want to. I want to do the show backwards like we did last time. So we're going to do listener questions first? Uh, a couple, because they're not really questions. They're like kind of like not question questions. So Statements. Um, yeah. So Craig says, really? The Santa Cruz Tallboy 3 isn't good at anything? Ouch. Come on now. <laughs> and <laughs> That Craig, was a statement. Statement is... Um, Tallboy three frame weighs as much as a high tower frame, and if you're going to carry around a Fox thirty four, and you're going to ride a bike with a dropper, et cetera, et cetera, Tallboy is not really lighter than a high ball or a high I, tower. I, I, that's, that's what I never understood is why wouldn't you just buy the high tower? Because the Tallboy three is just not an XC bike. I, now it, it just seems to be a very confused bike. Kind of like that new Yeti. No, no. Let me finish. Now that we have a Stepcast 34, the Tallboy makes more sense. Right? Slightly. Like now that there's a real Stepcast. Is it set up 120 from the factory or 130 in the front? Tallboy? Yeah. I think it's 130, 120. Yeah, I was going to say that Stepcast no, 34 is 120 only. And the Tallboy is 110 in the rear. But I thought it was like 130 in the front. Well, just wait a second. Front travel 120 or 130, rear is 110, designed for trail. Hmm. So I guess you can make a not great XC race bike by putting a Fox 34 120 on it. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't get it. I, I really wanted it. to like the new Tallboy. I just don't, I don't know. It just, something about it's weird. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of more of a statement. And I think we all stand by it. So I don't know. Yeah. Build a time machine, go back in time and have your own podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, to be like the nice guy here for a second, I think there's a lot of worse bikes you could buy. Yeah, I just, definitely. I think there's a lot of worse bikes you could buy. I just wouldn't buy that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, so <laughs> it, it does. So I don't know. So like that's marketed. Um, that sounds a lot like the the new Yeti SB100, which I think we've hinted at in the previous shows, and we kind of knew about it, but now like they're out in public, so we can talk about it. It's I didn't want to go there yet. No, oh, do you want to wait till later? Yeah, because I'm just not really. We're talking. We're talking new bikes, so I'm just going to throw it out there. I think we got you know. There's new stuff from Specialized coming. I won't say exactly what it is because I'll get in trouble. Is it a one twenty one hundred? Sort of cross-country bike? We'll have a lot. I'll put it this way. We're going to have like a lot, a lot, a lot to talk about next show. Cool. All right. 
Um, so I think what the tall boy, and it says this right here. And then, well, well, the tall boy cuts a whole new swath across the trail bike landscape. And pretty much they're saying the versatile trail bike for the choice of rapid riders like Greg Menard, the tall boys for those who don't roll with the pack. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, it doesn't mean anything. It's just, just marketing. But, you but, know, it's it's just like the Yeti where, you know, it's but, like, uh, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be an XC dickhead in spandex. So I'm going to get this bike instead of a full on cross country bike. So, you know, what's really interesting is I see very, very, very few tall boy threes. Yeah. They're I just see like a bunch two in the middle. I see a shitload of high towers out here and high tower LTs. Uh, I do not see tall boy threes. Yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, it's kind of in the middle. It's like, if you really want to race cross country, you're going to get something lighter, shorter travel. And if you really want a trail bike, you're going to get something a little longer travel. So it just, that makes sense. Oh, this says it really well. The, they're, the thumbnail for like the little YouTube video on the page is a guy with a race number, but in baggies. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> they curated that image for sure. Curated. <laughs> oh, I see that now. I scroll down. Yeah. Uh, no fanny pack though. Mm, I don't know. Mm, yeah, he's saying. probably like, not he's, that serious. He's, he's not like he's ooh, not ooh. full enduro, but he's not full cross country. So. Hey guys, what kind of what kind of shoes does he have? I can't tell. <laughs> I I don't think you're supposed to be able to. <laughs> you choose your own adventure there. Whatever your imagination says should be there is what's there. It could Ooh, be it could be VR nineties or it could be Terra Duras. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next topic. Next one. Scott O says, I'm racing an endurance XC series in Florida. Most of our races have short, steep climbs and drops. I'm 52 and I have an XC dropper on my Epic. It only drops 35 millimeters, but it's a huge confidence booster for me. It's pretty light, but I'm also about 220 on a good day. Technically, I might not need it, but I really like it. So um, I think when we talk about people being overbiked, et cetera, et cetera, if you like it and you ride it, I'm not shitting in your cornflakes, but I think the industry as a whole and Kenny nailed it on the head with his last episode is they've talked about more, 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 more. And suddenly Kenny like predicts it. We've sharpened this bike up. We've, you know, we've sharpened up the handling on this. And in two years, you're going to see bikes coming out that are not so slack, et cetera, et cetera, claiming to be sharpened up quicker etc you know so i just feel like we've talked about this in a way because people are people being the industry are pushing big bikes on us well so i'm going to hit his epic question on a different angle do we know what year his epic is uh not a brand new one because it's a 35 mil drop and that is a 27.2 post yeah that's what i was thinking so what i was going to say is specialized makes a 75 mil drop in 30.9 and i believe 31.6 and that might just be a better option if that's kind of the road he was going down. And there's nothing wrong with it. If you like your dropper and your trails, like in Memphis, we didn't have really any feature anywhere that required a dropper post in any way, shape, or form. But I totally understand. There's no reason why you can't ride a 100 mil full suspension bike, as an example, down terrain that really would be better suited for a dropper post. I have no problem with that. I think that's reasonable. Um, if your local trails have that stuff. So 
I mean, if you like the dropper, like great, just run it. I'm not, I'm definitely not going to bag on that. Well, what I was going to say is if you're like, as far as like, this is kind of my philosophy on cross country racing and dropper post is he said the, the key words like confidence inspiring. Like if you feel like if you've had a rigid post that you would lose enough time that it would make a difference in your race, then by all means, put a dropper post on your bike, whatever length that is for you. It's that one in that you said it's confidence inspiring. So that's good. You should do it. If you're the type of person where in your cross country races, you're on a hard tail with a rigid post and you're passing people on full suspensions with droppers, you don't need to carry that extra pound around. Like you just, it's just not necessary. So it's really a, a rider based, like skill based thing, like preference. Like, sure. If you, if you think, yes, this gives me, gives me more confidence and this helps me succeed in my racing, then by all means do it. And that's, I think that's been the, the point of our last, like this episode and the last one. All right. Next question. Yep. So Dennis wants to know about tires. I'm an old guy, five fifty years old, five foot nine, 155 pounds XC racer. I need help with tires. Recently I raced the Pisgah stage race and I switched to Max's ardent race 2.35 and icon two, two, five rear, no flats. I have Downeyville, Tahoe Trail, Carson Epic, and Park City Point to Point coming up. Would you stay with this setup or something else? I prefer a fast rolling rear tire. I run about 22 pounds in the front and 20 pound, 24 pounds in the rear. Can I run lower? What bikes would you recommend for these races? My shop is specialized, sponsored, so I got a good fleet. Um, he has an 18 Epic S-Works with a RockShock World Cup. Um a 2016 S-Works with a 120 RS1 on it and a 2013 Enduro 29 with a Pike. Man, I'd say run what you got. You got some good shit. It yeah, sounds but, like you know what you got. Um, my, my advice would be if you're going to run that 2018 Epic, uh, throw away that fork immediately. <laughs> um, we've had like mm, six or eight of our sponsored guys blow up those forks, like complete catastrophic explosions. And the wheels. And the, yeah, that's another topic, but, <laughs> but don't run, don't run that fork. Um, either put a step cast 32 on it. Um, or if you want to go big boy, you could do the step cast 34. I still think that's a cool choice for that bike. Uh, this is kind of backwards and weird, but if you want to run like middle of the road travel, 110 millimeter, because the 120, uh, Fox step cast 34, only 120. But you can run the old 34, which is a bummer because it's heavier, but it's still a great fork. You can actually get by an air spring for that to do 110. And also, I'd be really, really, really surprised if they don't come out with an air spring for the Fox 34 step cast to go down to 110. Because that doesn't make any sense to me. There's no technical reason I can possibly think of that you couldn't put a 110 air spring in that fork. Whoever is listening I'm not saying at it's, Fox should, should call in or email in and let us know. Yeah. Um, Hold on. One other else? question. Cause this ties into Jeff S's question. He hates the okay. brain on his older rock shock. Uh, you could always order a charger two damper for your existing Sid, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It'll, it should drop right in. So 
Um, My recommendation is if you like the kind of lockout stuff, the XC stuff, just buy the charger two damper with the remote. We've already done that for one of our customers and I think it's going to work out really, really well. They had an S-Works World Cup Epic 2018. Now, other flip side of this coin is I will follow back with you guys on how this works out, but SRAM has indeed been like very concerned about what's happening because like the forks are exploding. Um, so I don't have a resolution for it yet because we're kind of in flux because it's tough. Like all my racer guys, they don't want to be out of their bikes. So we're trying to like limp these things along where they have enough downtime where the fork can go away for two weeks. So it's a bummer. So we're trying to find a resolution. Don't have one just yet. Um, but yeah, they're basically, they're losing air, uh, out of the negative chamber and then blowing up the seals. Oops. And we don't know why. Yeah. Oops. So anyway, that's just my input on that. But the, again, the positive side of this is SRAM does care and like SRAM, they weren't blowing me off. Cause I was like, look guys, you know, this is not just one person. This is like, I've seen a bunch of them personally and it, I'm kind of freaked out by it. And they seem to actually like take notice and care. And they kind of have like a, a special, you know, a special case going that they're trying to, you know, get all these in and compare and maybe figure out what's going on with them. So Hopefully it's just a random production fluke situation, but just wanted to put that out there because we don't bullshit with you guys. Yeah. Last time I talked to someone at SRAM, they were unhappy with uh, brain dampers. Yeah. And that's the other tough part about it too, is that, you know, the brain damper is not RockShox responsibility. Yeah. So I understand from their standpoint on that. Now, granted what's failing on ours, we have had some weird brain damper issues, but what's blowing up on these is definitely air spring related. And maybe it's because maybe it's somehow tied into the brain. I have no idea. I really doubt it would be. But you but haven't seen that, seems to that be. same fork with air spring issues. Mm. Have you? I, I don't know. For whatever reason, I think this one is definitely, I've not seen any issues with other Rebas or SIDS of the new variety. Um, maybe it's a fluke. Maybe it's because these guys are riding their bikes harder. Um, I think the only common denominator is the world cup chassis in some way, shape or form. I don't know why. That's my only guess. Alrighty. So to go back a little bit, uh, 22 pounds in the front tire, 24 in the rear at 155 pounds. That's probably pretty low. You go lower than that. Those are your broken wheels. That's your problem. You know? Yeah, I wouldn't go any lower than that. But, it, you know, if you read that, if you rode that at Pisgah and didn't break anything, then that sounds like it's a good, it's a good choice for you. I'm going to recommend tires. I really, because I rode a bunch of Maxxis stuff and I think Maxxis still makes a decent tire. But I think that in all honesty, with the new Grypton compound specialized stuff, I think they're kind of one cycle ahead of what Maxxis has right now, as far as XC tires go. Um, if you haven't tried them, the 2.3, just regular plain Jane fast track from specialized, those things are freaking nice. They are like the compound is ridiculously grippy and they're pretty light. I think they're actually a little bit lighter than, uh, I think they're lighter than a two, three, five icon TR by a decent amount, uh, with the, uh, EXO casing. So give those a shot. I think they're freaking awesome tires. I've been running them front and rear for almost a year now and haven't had a single issue. So, Boom. I mean, I'm not super hard on tires, but they're good. And they're 55 bucks a piece. Holy crap. Like that's so cheap. I don't understand how they can do that. 
All right. So what bikes would you recommend for these races? Um, Pisgah stage race. I don't know what you raced there. You didn't say Downeyville, probably the, the camber from what I know about that race. And then I don't know anything about Tahoe Trail, Carson Epic, or Park City Point to Point. I've ridden some of the Tahoe Trail, and it's a lot like Colorado stuff. So, I mean, the he's running Arden Icon. Is that what he said? No. I think Arden he wants race. to know what bikes to go with. Oh. Because he has an Epic, an S, a Camber, and an Enduro. I'd ride the Epic in all of them. You're racing, so race the Epic. Yeah, race the Epic. Just be careful of that fork. And I just said Downeyville, the camber, because he has it set up with a 120 RS1. It's light. Yeah. So, yeah and true. I've seen like pros putting 120 forks on their bikes for Downeyville. So, I mean, your mileage may vary. If the Epic... I would also say you're not uh, going to be over forked at uh, Park City point to point with a 120 either. People do it on hundreds all the time. No problem. But, I mean, it's Park City. It's not a joke. All right. So... Next one, Matt M has a question. I'm on Shimano M9020 trail brakes, and I'm not happy with the pumping bite point wander, even after warranty and lack of modulation. I'm not doing SRAM or hopes. What are your thoughts on the newest four-pot forged monoblock Maguras with FRP levers from a reliability standpoint? Thanks. Love the show. Matt. Matthew. Sorry, Matthew. That's how he signed his email. I thought a lot of times people's email... Just comes up Matthew, but this one was signed Matthew, so he's not a Matt. I'm a Matt. Um, I don't know. It sounds like you've decided you're going to buy them because you said no SRAM, no Hope, no Shimano. So yeah, I mean, you kind there of you eliminated go. all the other options. So, yeah, sure. Get them. Tell us how it turns out. So, Magura's new generation of brakes, from what I've seen so far, are like really legit. I love to hate on the old Magura stuff because, well, it was freaking terrible. Um, but with that said... Their new stuff is like pretty damn good. Um, Jeff has two sets of the MT8s. That's like their race brake. And those little fuckers are good. Like they're consistent. And if you buy the race compound pads, those things stop fast. It's crazy. But those race compound pads are $50 each. <laughs> they're really And they don't have any heats. They don't have heat sinks on them. Like, you know, Magura is, you're, you're paying for Magura to go to the club with when you buy those pads but they're good pads every time you buy a set of magura race pads they go and take ten dollars and ones out of the atm (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly uh so think about that and i haven't ridden the four pot stuff from magura yet but i'm assuming that the new generation is pretty good but the new levers like they are obviously totally different than the old ones there's no more plastic plunger stupid thingy that like gets random floppy free play in it um it's like much more metal in there they still use wood screws to affix them to the bar clamp which i don't really like a lot i hate those but they i don't know that's one if you of don't over torque them like occasionally there's there's been a few things where like a, a bolt has broken while i'm using a torque wrench and that's one of them. Yeah. They say like 1.5 newton meters, which cannot be accurately measured by modern science. So like one of them broke on a Cannondale and it broke while I was like tightening with a regular wrench to the point to where I was like, I need to use a torque wrench. Like the bolt wasn't bottomed out in the fastener yet on the brake, the brake lever. So fuck that, that stuff. <laughs> Like I was just, I was like still like finger, like if I could have grabbed it with my fingers, I was still like finger tightening it. 
and it broke. Yeah. So that's my only gripe on those. But other than that, I think that everybody out there should give the Maguras a shot. Um, to let you all know, it would probably be my next break. I'm still very happy with my Shimano 985s, like the old, old ones. Uh, they are freaking amazing. But with that said, when you get those suckers hot, they will pump up. That's just the nature of it. And almost every break I've ever ridden, when you get them super hot, they do pump up to some degree. I think that's just, that's the nature of the game. It's just going to happen. I mean, when you get these things ridiculously hot, there's just so little fluid in our systems. I mean, it's not, you know, this is not a race car. Um, It's, yeah, I don't think there's much you can do about it. And I just, I don't know, my, my SRAM brakes are really good. So yeah, the SRAM guides are good. Like, they're just good. Like we have them on just about every single bike in the shop now. From what I recall, when I had my SRAMs, I think that they pumped up less than both my Hopes and my Shimano's for what it's worth. But then they broke. So yeah, but they fixed that now. Yeah, you know, I've heard that a couple times. I don't know. I'm I'm still scared of them. Mine are good. Mine have been like they. I I had them early enough in the summer that they did get some heat and some sun and there were absolutely no problems. So they're, they're definitely like so far they've been my favorite brakes. SRAM brakes. Great. Until you ride them outside. Well, I've ridden the shit out of them outside. <laughs> my guides felt fine when my shock was hot to the touch. Yeah. My <laughs> guides were good. My shock was hot. Uh, good stuff. Now we, we've, we've bagged on SRAM stuff enough. Okay. So it's all, it's all in good. Jackie from Winter Park says, have I told you lately how much I love your show? It is my guilty pleasure. So I'm a female, meaning you must respond to my question. I don't <laughs> like your tone, woman. <laughs> I continue to hate on my Reba RL fork, which is on my Jet 9 RDO race bike. It has been fine, but nothing special, and I want special for the upcoming race season. I'm hesitant to change offsets and on the fence about changing travel. have one twenty forty six currently, and I'm more of a Fox fan as a 120-pound rider. I feel the small bone compliance is much better when I ride my other bike with a Fox 34. It looks like Fox has limited offerings in the 120 area at my rake. Should I consider a SID, which I can get in 120 and 44? Weight is a factor. Um, Kenny knows. Is the new Fork 51 only the new Stepcast? I'm 99% sure that it's 51 only. But at the same time, I would just... Yes, it's going to very slightly change the characteristics of your bike. But uh, I mean, after riding 51 in 120 on a kind of XC racist bike, like I basically had that bike and I would not think twice about doing the 51. Like I think it's the better way to go personally. But I mean, I guess it's not for everybody. Get that get that RS1 in 120, 51. That's what I raced on all last season. And it's awesome. It's not light. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I would do... I mean, now that the Stepcast 34 is out, like, oh my God, I don't know. They don't have it on their little fork builder webpage, the Stepcast, I don't think, the new 34. Yeah, so if you search for servicing like a 2017 shock by like the code on the back, it still says this information is not available, even though it's on the website, <laughs> but it can't, you can't get to it through their like service website. I gotcha. Uh, but my recommendation in general would be just get a Fox, even if it's an older 34, they're just, they're so freaking good. It's insane. Yeah. I like the RS one. It's, it's stiffer. So like if you, if you hear someone who's like a larger person who rides it pretty hard, they're going to say, well, it's flexy like every other cross country fork, which is true, but I'm, she didn't give her like weight or anything. Did she? 
just I didn't just keep yeah. you guys talk amongst yourself because we've answered a question from her before. Okay. So I'm going to search my email because it's Jackie from Winter Park and she yeah. wanted to know about doing one by 10 or one by 12 yeah. in the past. So I'm going to read through this and see. Well, I'm, I'm uh, I mean, my, my general recommendation is like no matter what. And I think that she already knows it is the Reba was never that chassis was never properly designed to run at 120. Yeah. It's just not good at 120. Yeah. So whatever you get, whether it's an RS one or a Stepcast 34 or regular 34, um, it's going to be better than your Reba at 120. I think Rebas are totally fine on in a hundred mil travel config for somebody who doesn't ride like super duper aggressively. You know, like the. For example, if you're the person that really, really needs a 180 front rotor on their bike, maybe the Reba is not the best plan for you is a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Like, I, I'm just saying like the, so, you know, so if weight is a factor, all of the Fox 34 step casts are going to be heavier than an RS1. The RS1 is definitely expensive and you have to, um, you know, put a new hub in your front wheels. So it's not the best option for everybody, but I will say out of all of the 32 mil stanchion cross country forks that are lighter than a Fox 34 step cast, it is the best riding of them. I've ridden Fox. I thought that the, I've ridden, you know, I've ridden Sid world cups, Reba's, all of that. The RS one blows them out of the water not saying that a Fox 34 step cast wouldn't blow an RS one out of the water, but I'm saying if you're, if you're saying like weight is a, is a factor, then it's the lightest, stiffest option you can get. I thought the RS one was around 1600 grams. Yeah. Isn't the step cast like closer to 17? It's, it's, it's 1600. It might be 1650. Well, there you go. 50 grams. <laughs> <laughs> But, well, yeah, so that's, that's, we're recommending either one. So, you know, which, uh, yeah. Next question. Do we have any other, any other questions or is Matt still looking for, I didn't find her weight, but I did make this writer's weight. I didn't find her weight, but I didn't, I did make an Instagram story. So <laughs> Good there's job. that. What's, what's her name again? Uh, Jackie. And did you type in Google? How much does Jackie weigh? <laughs> He's going to. Here, right I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. And, and winter, oh, winter park, that you definitely have some like longer descents and stuff. So, you know, I'd say RS one or thirty four step cast would make a lot of sense over any other cross country fork. You're looking at images, not numbers. <laughs> Now he's looking at someone's Twitter. Wait, what's the next question? You guys are you guys are fucking around. Let's quit fucking around. I'm not fucking around. She's pretty small. Did you really just e-stalk one of our listeners that fast? I had her last name from her email. So yeah, it's that quick. Okay. She's pretty small. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's quit being creepy and answer the next question. That's it. That's it. That's all we're going to do on the air. Um, what did you guys do the past week? I went deep. Um, let's see. So Saturday night. So today is, we're going to go back a little over a week. Saturday night, I rode the trainer. Sunday, I rode the trainer inside. 
I did two hard workouts. Like under Does that means Saturday night you rode the trainer outside. <laughs> Saturday night and Sunday I rode the trainer hard back to back, and then Sunday night we recorded JRA number nine, and then Monday I took it easy. We did an easy ride after work. Tuesday I rode six hours outside, um, and it was like. 50 almost 50 miles like 5500 feet of climbing um and it was like five hours and 40 minutes like total time including all stops and stuff and then wednesday i went out and did like three hours of manual labor i dug some holes and put up trail signs in the s mountain or slide mountain trails uh volunteer work stuff and then Thursday, I went and did an hour-long effort on the road. It was like an hour and 10-minute Strava segment. I really wanted to see how I could do um, with this with this like strip. There's a lot of climbing. What is that? Like 24 or 2,600 feet of climbing in nine and a half miles? Oh, like from town to the top is about is close to three mile, or 3,000 feet of climbing. Yeah, but the segment is like the nine miles, nine and a half miles with like, 20 something hundred feet of climbing like 26 or 24 it's a lot but i knocked out 3000 yeah so from town to the top i did 3000 feet of climbing in an hour and 25 minutes and that kind of like capped a hard week um and then friday i just took it easy went back to work uh let's see saturday rode the trainer a little bit last night i'm just finally trying to like get back on it and then uh sold a couple of bikes a day which was cool and then sunday that's today and then tomorrow yeah just normal stuff i'm gonna ride a little bit outside in the evening but yeah just been work i mean we're we're busy um we're getting in lots of product um, our store has grown a lot in terms of sales and has grown zero in terms of square footage so there's always a game there, but yeah, just been busy. For those of you that are wondering why I'm doing six hour rides in May or April, Leadville, uh, that, and in two weeks, we'll have a 12 hour race here in town. So I'm going to try to ride hard again this week, take it somewhat easy the following or no, I can ride hard the next two weeks. I'm sorry. Cause it's two week, three weeks until the race. And then I can take it kind of easy before the race. Because Levi's coming down, so I have somebody to actually race. Oh, Levi. Levi and Jake are going to be here, and we're going we're going to throw down. They're going to throw down. It's going to be me on a Fuley X, uh, Levi on a Tall Boy, and Jake on a Firebird. Yeah. So like, so what are you racing Leadville on? My less. A pivot less. Oh, okay. Yes. I didn't know if you were doing it on the Fuley X or something. No. I was like, Jesus. No, this 12-hour race, though, has a place on it that I'm going to use all of my dropper and all of my travel at the same time. Yeah, it's it's basically... I mean, I, I know there's probably others out there that say the same thing, but like this is... As far as like, as like courses I have looked at, this is one of the most technical and rowdy 12 hour courses I've ever seen. Like there's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to rest. Like it's. Yeah. There's a couple of places. North backbone's easy. There's places on North backbone that are really hard though. Like there's Silamo type places on North backbone. Like there's spots. That, no, sorry. Backbone is easy. Yeah. You know, but it's still got like 
enough rock on it that it keeps you on your toes. Like you can't just zone out there. I mean, but relatively speaking, it's easy as shit compared to the other stuff. Yeah, on like the trail. compared to the rest of it, but it's still not a spot where you can just zone out. Like there's a road climb, but if you are being competitive, you have to concentrate on not slowing down on the road climb. Like you have to keep your whatever your goal pace is and power and whatever. Like you you have to be like, hey, hey, dumbass, wake up and pedal, you know? So it's it's hard. Like this is, I think this is probably one of the, if you ranked like, if you took like the hardest 12-hour races in the United States, this is probably one of the hardest like top 10 easily. And maybe a different way to put it is I can very easily see if someone was just like, oh, 12-hour races, Colorado, boom, going, and showed up with like, a Crave hardtail with a high post and like, you know, S-Work shoes and a skin suit. I don't know why the Crave person would have a skin suit. And they were just thinking they were going to knock out like, you know, they were like, oh, 14 mile lap. Cool. And they were going to do 14 mile, you know, one hour, hour laps. one hour laps. And they would probably quit after a lap and a half. Like if you didn't know any better and you just showed up thinking you were doing like an XC 12 hour race, you'd probably quit. It's definitely a trail 12-hour race. Yeah. I mean, it's got one of the trails, like the Upper Sand Dunes Trail, and even parts of North Backbone. There are people who are experienced, like pretty good riders, who walk multiple parts of those. Like, I, I walk parts of North Backbone because it's like just techie, like steep uphill stuff. And Upper Sand Dunes, I wouldn't ride on a hardtail without a dropper. And I've cleaned North Backbone exactly once. Yeah, it's hard. Like it's it's a tough race. Like there's there's lots of technical spots, and it's it's awesome though. So like if you're in Colorado, definitely do this race. It's one of those where you know if someone if someone's like oh I finished Leadville in I don't know eight hours, they could come to this race and blow up and not finish. Word. So do it. That's all I got. Uh, my only thing was going to be, um, I don't know. I'm getting my spot mayhem soon, I hope. And Brian Steele was in the shop today. You don't know who Brian Steele is because he's always in costume. But so one of my favorite, I, I haven't watched movies in a long time because one, my attention span is kind of short. And also movies lately um, are based, unless it's like a drama it's just computer animated everything. And I don't really like that. So I think that personally, I feel like Hellboy was one of the last movies that was made that uh, was just a lot of, you know, like actual people doing stuff with some computer generated help. And he was one of the creatures in Hellboy. Um, he's also been a predator. He's been in a lot of other movies as basically a creature in costume, like a creature actor. And he's a really, really nice dude. And even though he's like a Hollywood dude, he lives like up in the hills in the middle of nowhere. Like he doesn't even have really like real internet. Like he's just a super nice guy. He's doing, he was in today getting his bike ready for Trans Am bike race. So it's just, it's really cool. Like he's a really nice dude. And he also happens to be like, an actor in some movies that I really like. So it's awesome. We're at 35 minutes, by the way, <laughs> I told you. 
that's that's all I really got. I'm uh, otherwise just waiting for the mayhem to get here. I'm going to go on a good trip to Moab. I did longest off season ever episode three. It's kind of an homage. Like I had a really good ride that was four hours long and I felt awesome the whole time. And I ate goo products the whole time. So I was like, I need to just do a video on this because they've been my sponsor since before the beginning. So watch it. What about you, Kenny? Um, I don't have anything super exciting. I just been doing actually a bunch of riding. The weather's been pretty nice and I just been packing it in and I can definitely tell that I don't have a lot of like super awesome base fitness. Uh, but other than that, yeah, just riding's going good. I still like really like my bike. It works out really well. I bottomed out my Fox 34. I like how Niner very, very Niner was like, we're the first ones to put a 34 on an arcade. No, they weren't. No, they were not. Bike rumor has said zero words about the SB 100 and bike rumor said that Niner was the first. Oh, okay. Well, they, I think they had a little SB 100 article after that though. It was like a day or two after the bike was released. Like literally the SB 100 was released when they could talk about the fork they were putting on the bike. Yeah, that's true. All right. Sorry. Keep going, Kenny. Uh, but anyway, uh, very rarely do I bottom out that Fox 34, but I've been getting like progressively more sandy on the bike and just, I bottomed it out pretty hard the other day to the point where I was scared. <laughs> like it made, uh, you know, like that CSU slash possibly headset frame, like carbon creaky noise. And then an absolute, yeah. And then an absolute clank of it bottoming out like metal on metal. It was pretty cool. Oh. <laughs> so hopefully nothing is irreversibly damaged but uh it's the rkt fine. didn't snap in half on the back so i guess that'd be a really good i don't know if that'd be good or bad if you snap off a fox 34 and the rkt survives like that's pretty cool right maybe i should try to do that define cool i mean you do wear <laughs> a full face helmet so you might not die yeah maybe uh but no other than that nothing like exciting i just uh, been enjoying enjoying being back out on the bike and everything and you know progressively getting more and more used to the dropper and i went down some stuff that uh i hadn't really considered going down before so that was pretty sweet and yeah everything's going good and probably a bigger bike will be in my future at some point i don't know which exactly which one just yet do you think Um, you'll talk about what your new bike will be when you talk about what the new bikes that are coming are i will yes so but the only thing is i i don't know Cause there's a bunch of them and I don't know. I don't know which one I want just yet. So you're getting a specialized. No, not necessarily at all. Um, again, I can't talk about the new stuff yet, but I mean, I still really, really liked the, um, we built up a couple of the high end 2018 Scott geniuses. And those things are freaking nice. Like they just have a really good ride quality to them. Something about it. Like you just know when you get on a bike and pedal around and you're like, damn, this thing is nice. And that's just what I, that's the vibe I got from that Scott and the lockouts are cool. I hate a million cables. I think that's really dumb. They need to be Eagle tap. Yeah. If it had uh, a wireless dropper and then wireless shifting and wireless lockouts, then there'd be like one cable on the bike and it'd be great, but it doesn't have that. It has like 17 cables, which is a bummer. Uh, but other than that, like, that's just a nice bike. So there's, there's all the thing is, and we've talked about it a bunch on the show. It's almost intimidating because there are too many good bikes. I mean, 
yes, I'm a dealer of Scott Trek and Specialized. So ideally, I really need to be on one of those bikes because that's just what you do when you know you're representing your shop. With that said, because um, I'll be very honest, I would own a Santa Cruz or a Pivot or uh, you know a Specialized or um, uh, Scott. I mean, there's there's 20 brands that I would like, and that's cool. I mean, that's a cool time we live in when the vast majority of stuff is like freaking awesome. And I'll leave it on that. That's all I got. Cool. Well, I can't wait to stop recording. So Kenny can tell us about the new specialized bikes. <laughs> yeah. And um, we can shit on them. Well, that's an episode. Thanks for listening to JRA number 10 of 2018. Fiber paste hand job. Jesus Christ. Can you stop that? No. <laughs> <laughs> this i'm gonna insert a uh i'll put a clip up it is carl sagan's cosmos edited for rednecks and it's okay. a family guy thing and like every time they say something that doesn't agree with the bible it's like the earth was invented invented it, it's like the earth was invented. It's like four hundreds and hundreds of years ago. <laughs> Due to carbon dating on Jesus source Rex bones. Uh, so I'll put that up. It's really funny. Mountain Dew is the best soda in the entire planet. We take you to market to sell, bruh. Now you can afford the bike that you want, the job at the mall ain't pay you enough. Now she get here rough. You're thinking that you need to sell all your stuff. When it is more likely the problem with biking is that you're just prone to fucking shit up. You suck. Try to get a new head before you get a bike. Maybe get a trike with the wheelies on the side. Then you gotta get it, get it till you get it better. Maybe then you make a cheddar instead of looking like a lame ass. And if you get confused, you can ask. J-R-A. Get hip to the name. Cause they be the realest if you sucker is lame. It is a shame, but that's why you listen to J-R-A. They teach you the way, and they can explain why. Jelly beans.